Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Good morning. How are you? I am Dr. Cam. And today I'm really excited because I'm actually going to share with you a really personal and important story to me and then share a little bit of what I learned about that. So first of all, I want to just point out what's behind me because this is relevant to my story. This is in Antigua, Guatemala, and it's the Arco de Santo Catalina right here. And the Volcano de Agua, which is the volcano by the water right here. And this is in Guatemala, which is where I adopted my beautiful daughter. And a little bit of history with this. So this was in 2006, and I adopted my daughter as a single mom. And it was a decision that I made. Actually, it was a fairly simple decision once I knew it was what I was going to do. I decided I, I knew I'd always wanted to be a parent and I had decided that adoption was the right road for me and once I did that made that decision it was just going straight forward and never looking back and so this was 2006 and I remember going to pick up my daughter and this was after about nine months of paperwork and waiting which felt like a lot longer than nine months but I got the call and I got freaked out. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I remember calling my friend in, in the store going, what do they eat? I don't even know what they eat. So we flew over there and I'm just a jumble of nerves. And one of the things I was really concerned about, to be honest with you, is what if I don't like this baby? What if this baby is not, you know, it's a terrible, it's just a terrible thing to say, but I've actually talked to parents that have given birth to their kids and they've had the same fear. So I don't feel quite as bad about it, but you're like, what am I going to get? And so in Guatemala, the way that they did this before the borders were closed is we all, all the families adopting people went to a hotel and you waited up in your hotel room. And my mom, my dad, my stepdad were all with me. And we were waiting in a hotel room to be called down to the lobby. And the lobby looked more like a maternity or a hospital nursery. There were babies everywhere, little Guatemalan babies with their foster parents, foster moms, and probably some of the happiest looking American couples you've ever seen because they were so expectant and hopeful. And the whole lobby was filled with these groups of people. So I remember getting the call and going down the elevator, just not knowing at all what to expect when those doors opened. So we get there, doors open. And I remember kind of doing a quick cursory look over the room and my eyes went straight to this one group of people and this baby. And I remember looking at this baby going, that is the most beautiful baby I have ever seen in my entire life. 
And whoever gets that baby, man, they are so incredibly lucky. Just, that was the only baby I saw. And you've probably already guessed. They started leading me over and I was getting nervous going, oh my God, what baby are they going to give me? And they took me over to this baby that I had immediately laser focused in on. And right then I was like, I never considered myself a lucky person, but right then I was like, I am the luckiest person on the whole freaking planet. And I just won the lottery. Like this baby was amazing. And the whole time in the story, it, there's a lot more to the story, but the one thing that my daughter and I, who's now 14 and is actually listening right now, the one thing that we talk about with a story is that God always intended us to be a family. He handpicked each one of us for the other person. And that is without a doubt something that we believe in and we know. And people that know me and know my daughter know that to be true because she's a mini-me to a scary degree. Um, so this is the whole, there's a lot more to this story, but this is the basis of our relationship right now. And I want to fast forward a little bit because at my work, they had a baby shower for me, which was really, really nice. And I remember one of my coworkers coming up to me and she had this look on her face and she asked this question and she said, won't it be awkward punishing somebody else's child? And I, I knew she came from the right place, but it just showed how much she misunderstood the whole process of adoption. This wasn't somebody else's child. Somebody else may have given birth to this child this was my child to raise. I was this child's parent. And so I've used this, is this, what she said as an example of people completely misunderstanding what adoption is. Then I started thinking about it recently. And I realized that she was more spot on than I had realized. And this is not just true for me and my daughter. It is true for you and your kids. These are not our kids. Whether you believe in God, in Allah, in Zeus, in the great almighty, whatever you believe in, I want you to think about the fact that these children are actually God's children, that he has handpicked for you to take care of for him. Think about that for a second. They're not our kids. They're his kids that we've been entrusted. And he has personally picked us to care for these specific kids because he knows we have exactly what they need to be the children and be the adults and that they're supposed to become. And when you put it that way, I suddenly realized, you know what? Yes, punishing somebody else's kids is awkward. And you may be thinking, 
whoa, 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 wait a second, Dr. Cam. You're saying I'm not supposed to punish my kids? No. But you are meant to discipline them. There's a big difference here between punishment and discipline that I want to be very clear on describing for you. And most people interchange the two. Even the dictionary, I went to look it up in the dictionary to see how they defined them. And I was kind of disappointed to see that they actually use the other term to define the other one. But when you talk to experts far smarter than me, with far more experience than me, they define the two very differently. And the two of them have extremely different outcomes, both immediate and even more importantly, long-term. So let me describe the difference between punishment and discipline. So punishment is when we yell, when we take things away, when we domineer and shame, when we spank. This is about controlling it's about domineering and it's about making our kids obey what we are saying with retribution if they don't. It sounds pretty mean when I say it that way, but it is what it is. What happens when we use punishment, which is very reactive, our kids do something bad, we react by yelling at them, taking away something and saying, that was bad. You're bad. And what happens when we do that is kids start hearing this message that they, their who they are is bad. And they end up feeling shame about who they are. The other thing that punishment does is it may work in the moment. They may stop that behavior in the moment. But what's happening is underlying their motivation to stop that behavior is motivation to avoid getting into trouble. Not to do the right thing. Because honestly, at this point, they're becoming very self-righteous in their head. They're becoming angry and resentful towards you. And the chances of them misbehaving has increased the difference is they're going to get better at hiding the misbehavior because, again, their motivation is to avoid getting into trouble, not doing the right thing. Discipline, on the other hand, discipline, yes, please discipline your kids. And this is the difference with discipline. Discipline is about teaching our kids to do the right thing rather than punishing them for doing the wrong thing. Teaching is about looking for what they've done right, calling that out and praising them specifically for what they do not right. Not about just, oh, you're amazing. It's about, wow, you just emptied the dishwasher. Thank you for doing that. That helped me so much. Or you studied so hard for that test. I saw you put in that time. I saw how you wrote those cards to memorize and look how well you did on the test. Obviously your efforts really paid off. 
or thank you for saying thank you to me. I appreciate how grateful you were with that or how much, how polite you were in that moment. And when we do this, we're teaching our kids what the right thing is to do because now our kids can go, oh, that's what I need to do. That's the exact behavior. When we punish them for something bad, they know they're not supposed to do that, but we haven't really given them insight in what, into what to do instead. When we acknowledge what they do right, they know very specifically what the behavior is they want that we want to do right. When punishment is about being controlling and domineering and being bigger than they are, discipline is about being loving and patient and guiding them. Punishment's about being reactive in the moment. Discipline is about being proactive. It's about knowing ahead of time, here's the land, here are the landmines. Here's where we tend to get into trouble. Here's where that behavior tends to come out that we don't particularly like. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set up some boundaries around what is safe and acceptable behavior. And we're going to set up some consequences about what happens if we go outside those boundaries. And it's going to be very clear to my teen what those boundaries are and what those consequences are. And when she goes out of those boundaries, without fail, she's going to experience those consequences. But when she makes the choice to act out and misbehave, she's making the choice to accept the consequence. But she knows what it is. And so when she misbehaves and I say, you just went outside of our boundaries, at what, outside of what we agreed on, so you know what the consequence is. Not me, doesn't mean she's gonna like it. She's gonna have a lot less to fight back with and she's gonna understand why. And next time, if she really disliked that consequence, she won't make that choice again. The difference here when punishment was about, you are a bad person, you did, you are bad. Discipline is about, you did something bad. Punishment's who you are. Discipline is who, what you did. Who versus do. When it's who we are that's bad, well, we can't change. We're just shamed. We develop these beliefs about ourselves that we're just bad and there's nothing we can do about it. When we believe that what we did was a bad choice, we now have so much room to improve and make better choices. And the belief that we now develop is that sometimes we do make bad choices, but we can also make good ones just as easily. Punishment leads to motivation to avoid more punishment Discipline actually leads to wanting to do the good behavior more. So now we're motivated to do the right thing. If we're motivated to avoid getting out of trouble or avoid getting into trouble, there's a lot of ways we can do that. And many of them are probably worse than what they got in trouble with for the first time. When you're motivated to do the right thing, there's a lot of right things we can do, but they're all the right things. So now we're motivated to do the right thing. And when we send them out into the world on their own, do we want them to be motivated to avoid getting into trouble? Or do we want them to be motivated 
to do the right thing. So today's big aha moment for me too was that our children are our children. We raise them. They're ours to raise, but we've also been entrusted to raise them by a higher power, by God. And it is our job to take care of them and to raise them to be what God created them to become and reach their full potential, which is why I want parents, I want to help parents reach their full potential as a parent so that they're able to help their kids reach their full potential. So tomorrow, I still don't know what I'm going to talk about because I wasn't going to talk about this today. And I had this aha moment and decided to talk about this today. So I would love for you to come back tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. again, to see what we can talk about. If you have something that you want me to address, and I know one person has already asked me to address how to do open-ended questions to help our kids, to help facilitate conversation with our kids. It's beyond, mm -hmm, yeah, I don't know. So that's one that I will definitely address. If you have any other things that you want me to address, email me at drcam at drcamconsulting.com. Don't forget to grab your free guide, Five Parenting Secrets to Calm the Chaos Today, which I share five of my favorite tips on helping you parent and be the best parent you can be so your kids can be the best kids they can be. And if you enjoyed this and if you found it helpful, please share it with your friends. With that, I will see you tomorrow. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.